everybody is going on is keep tuning in thank you stop nose nerd horn for to give us a what is going on is keep tuning in thank you stop nose nerd horn for to give us a what is going on is keep tuning in thank you stop nose nerd horn for to give us a what is going on everybody thank you for tuning into gizmo's corner yet again episodics very special guest first time guest here we've got felipe felipe what the hell is going on my man it's been a while Dude. I know, man. I, first of all, I wanted to thank you for having me on your show. You know, it, 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 I'm very excited. I haven't spoken to you. It feels like in ages we haven't spoke. It, it's been a while. I, I, like literally, uh, other than like hitting each other up back and forth on social media, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably been like a good five years. <laughs> it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So when you so when you reached out to me, you know, to be on the show, I was like, yeah, man, I, I'm no hesitation. I'm there. You know, you just let me know when uh, when you're going to start recording. And, and, you know, here we are. But but thanks once again for having me on the show, man. Really looking forward to uh, looking forward to our chat. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Well, uh, just following the stuff you post on like Facebook and everything, man, I know mm-hmm. you're as big into pop culture as I am when it comes to like right. movies, TV shows, all that jazz. Like, so of course I'm going to have you on this show. <laughs> 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 Give everyone a quick run through what we're going to be talking about. Uh, I'm sure you've already read it in the description. We're going to be discussing the new new mutants trailer that was just mm-hmm. released a few days ago. Uh, we're also going to be dabbling into, uh, the possibility or rumors of, Christian Bale joining the MCU in Thor Love and Thunder. And then following that, we're going to conclude with our discussion of season two of you, the Netflix series. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) And and anybody who's seen that show, I I won't get into it yet. But anybody who's seen it. Yeah, you'll you'll know exactly what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's a. yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll <laughs> save, save the best for last. Absolutely. All right, man. So let's start off with this uh, this rumor and uh, you know discussion of Christian Bale possibly joining the MCU. The, what, what were your first thoughts when you heard about this? When I first read the rumors, and I've been trying to find more information, like little, little bits and pieces to try to put the puzzle together, it's pretty much – it's close that he's pretty much signed on to be in the new move in the new movie Thor love and thunder, which I didn't, I didn't think that was the name, but Mm -hmm. they actually revealed the logo and they revealed all the characters. And I'm so happy that Taika Waititi is coming back to direct it again. Yeah. I absolutely love him as an actor slash director and seeing the cast and, and now Christian Bale's coming into it, which is one of the, he's obviously known for being Batman so having him on the on on the cast or close to being on the cast, I'm interested to know what role he's going to be playing because it's it's still very hush hush. It's still very in the early stages. Nobody knows what he's even going to be doing. So I don't know what information you found out, but the information that I found out, he's pretty much he's he's pretty much signed on. But nobody knows exactly what uh what role he's going to be taking. Yeah, same here. Uh, I probably know about as much as you do. Uh, everything that I've heard or researched on, it is very hush hush. From last I heard, he was in talks. But yeah, one, once you're pretty much once you're in talks to be in the MCU, it's almost like a guarantee you're going to be in there, uh, unless you're a director. Like some directors do come and go, but that hasn't been the case so much lately. But with Christian Bale. Uh, one of the things that I've heard, which was actually my first guess of which character he was going to be taking on, which mm-hmm. would actually be pretty fitting for him. Uh, we actually got a little hint of this character in Thor Ragnarok, and that would be a uh, Beta Ray Bill. 
Hmm. That's a good one. That is because obviously he was, it, it, you really had to pay attention yeah. in order to, to notice that kind of Easter egg. But when I saw it, I, I kind of geeked out a little bit because anybody who's a Thor character knows the importance of Beta Ray Bill in the comics. But to see him as Beta Ray Bill in the flesh, that yeah. would be so awesome. It, that it would, would be so awesome. It would definitely be lit. and it would be perfect for him too, because you know, other than being, you know, Bruce Wayne, Batman, he's he's very well known for being like the really bizarre out there characters, you know, from yeah. his 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 role in the machinist or like even uh his role as uh Dickie in the fighter, you know, he he is always into playing those bizarre out there characters. So right. uh right. so you think so now, well, it's then again, we're just speculating that it's Beta Ray Bill, so yeah. he's going to be playing pretty much a voiceover role. More than which likely, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. Has he had any other voiceover roles? Yeah, he's done animated roles. He actually, uh, which one was the last one that he did? I'm trying last, to think, but it's like, it's like, it's it's slipping my mind. The, the last, the last uh, animated movie that he done. Uh, I don't know about animated, but the last voiceover role he did, he was Bagheera in Mowgli, which was the Netflix's you, that, Andy Serkis. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, he he was a perfect. I mean, he's got a great voice. He, he does. You know, he's a, he's an he he's an incredible, talented actor. He's one of the best actors out there. But even if they, I, I guarantee they're going to do motion capture with him too, because they do motion capture with all of their actors. Like mm-hmm. you know, Josh Brolin as Thanos, Mark Ruffalo as Hulk. They'll definitely motion capture him too. So we're going to be seeing his body movements along with his voice. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, again, that is speculation that he's going to be Beta Ray Bill, but there's so many signs that point to that. I mean, we we've got we got the head in Thor Ragnarok. I mean, we have Stormbreaker, which is Beta Ray's weapon in the yeah. comics. You know? Yeah, that's pretty much where I, I can't really think of anybody else that we would see him portraying. I can't see anybody else either. As I sit here and I'm literally trying to think of somebody else that he could possibly play. Now you know he he could probably they could probably just pull the the rug from under us and give him a different role, but it's one of those things where I, I'm pretty sure that it it's going to be Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, that that's uh if I were to bet, I'd probably put I'd put all my money towards Beta Ray Bill. But who knows, man? Like they could even just make him a character like how uh, Jeff Goldblum was. Uh, what you call it in Thor Ragnarok? You know what I mean? Like just yeah. You know, they can make him a character like that where he's just a one-off character because thinking about a Beta Ray Bill, you know, they would – because I don't know if this is going to be the last last time we see Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Because I thought he was done. See, the, his uh, – with him, he was one of the one of the only people who s- said he would play Thor forever if he could. Mm, okay. Okay. I think I remember – now I remember him saying something like that, but – the, the the reason why it threw me off was because when they – I forget which, which show it was. When they had all the cast, they announced the returning cast. They, they announced the director. Obviously, Natalie Portman was holding uh, um, Molinor yeah. in her hand, which signifies that they're going to be passing the torch over to her and mm-hmm. have Jane Foster play Thor like in the comics. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, if – how is that going to work? I mean if they're passing it over to her, then obviously Chris Helmsworth, he's possibly done. So that's what's kind of like it, – it's it's kind of they're, – they're keeping things under wraps. They're trying to add a little bit of mystery to this. But ultimately, you know, I'm pretty sure – first of all, Chris Helmsworth does not want to give up that check. Let's, let's be honest. 
Yeah, I would. You, I would. I wouldn't want to give up that check. Absolutely not. <laughs> Come on, man. As as a, as a fellow aspiring actor, you want to hold on to that role for as long as you can and write it out. But you know what? I mean, if 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 they can figure out a way, and I'm pretty sure they will figure out a way. But if they can figure out a way to pass the torch over to Jane Foster and somehow still keep him, mm-hmm. that I, I I would be okay with that. Yeah, if they do it to a point in the movie where, you know, something happens to Thor where, like, you know, in the beginning of the movie, he's taken out and, like, he's in a coma or something or, like, you know, it's the Sleeping Beauty syndrome where, you know, she has to take on uh, the power of Thor and she becomes Thor. And, you know, we travel with her throughout on this adventure through the movie. And then by the end, you know, she revives Thor and then he comes back. If it's a story like that, because it, we, we really don't know what the story is. We know she's right. coming back. Uh, it, it It is implied, like you said, uh, we see Natalie Portman come out at that one show. I think it was D23. Yeah. Uh, she came out out holding Mjolnir. And, you know, she is going to, we know that she is going to be taking on the power of Thor. Yeah, I mean, Chris Hemsworth, uh, he's he's one of my favorite actors. Like, uh, I would always say, like, with my ex, uh Hey, babe, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get my, my Hemsworth on, you know, like uh, if, if you're a guy going to the gym to work out, like there's there's two guys I aspire to look like Tom Hardy and Chris Hemsworth, you know, like okay, those, those are those are two. You're, you're setting the bar high. But you know, know. what? If, if you were to strive to be any any one, two people. Yeah, th- those are good choices. Right. <laughs> Lately, other than Thor, I mean, what what else has he been doing? Like he had. Men in Black International, which didn't do too well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Ghostbusters remake, which didn't do too well. Uh, well, even if it did well, critically, it didn't do well. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't really think of anything else he's done. Like he did, you know, on the heart of the sea, which there was that. And then he did, I, uh, the evil dead. He did it. Didn't he? No, he did a cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods. Yeah. Cabin in the woods. Yeah. So going back to my previous point, he's going to want to hold on to the Thor for as long as exactly. possible. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And and that I'm trust me, you. that that has nothing to do with the fact that you know he's a bad actor. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. let's face it. Sometimes you you get eh, not so favorable scripts. Yeah. You know, and and you're going to go through a couple of bad ones before you get the role of a lifetime. And I didn't realize that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But the the Star Trek reboot, yes. that was his first movie. That was like his first breakout, yeah. Because um, and he had that like what was it? Just the opening scene, right? Yeah, that was that was his scene, which was in the in the scope of the story, it was one of the more more powerful scenes. It sets up, yeah. you know, it sets up everything, the entire universe. But for the fact that you're watching him, that's his first role, and just seeing him now, he's Thor because pretty much he is Thor. Yeah. When you think of Thor, you think of, you know, Chris Helmsworth and uh, the MCU, and I, I can't, I can't picture anybody else playing Thor. I mean, don't get me wrong; I'm pretty sure um, Natalie Portman is going to do a fantastic job if they decide to go down that route, which I'm pretty sure they will, some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But ultimately, just like you know, Chris Evans is going to be Captain America. You know, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things where. You're you're not going to replace the actor in the character, but you're gonna you're gonna replace, you know, like uh, 
like you'll you'll have Natalie Portman taking on Thor. You'll have uh, Riri taking on Iron Man. You'll have the Falcon mm-hmm, taking right. on Captain America. You know, like you'll have different characters taking on the persona of the hero, but they're not taking on that character. I was still a little shocked to see that they gave the mantle to Falcon instead of Bucky. Yeah, you know what, man? That that was. Uh, I, I felt the same way at the end of Endgame when that happened. I was like, why wouldn't they give it to Bucky? And then it I was a little like put off by that. But then talking to people and reading stuff, it makes sense because Bucky killed a lot of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it, it was one of those things where you, you see it happen and it, it was one of those kind of head tilt moments. You're like, hmm, OK. But then after once you put everything into perspective, after what Bucky did, after, you know, the brainwashing, he was the Winter Soldier. And, and it, it does make sense within within that scope, because in the comics, he does become, you know, Captain America. But w- yeah. you don't you don't really think of Captain America wielding a gun and doing all, like it, it just within the scope of the universe. You're like, you know what? It, giving it to him, it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> One of the other things someone someone had said, which I thought was pretty funny, like. Do you really want Captain America to be someone who is going to change after they hear the word homecoming? Yeah. You know, like, is that who you want to be Captain America? It's kind of risky. Right. No, it is. It it definitely is. So for them to do what they did and kind of end that sort of to give them the proper send off. Yeah. When I saw it, I'm like, okay, that's the only way you could have done it. Kind of like what they did with uh, with Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. It, It was it was. It was the way to go, you yeah. know. So, it, it, I'm I'm very interested to see how this, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder, it, it plays off. And it looks like from the logo because they they revealed the logo, it it still looks like it's going to have that sort of Ragnarok type of feel, where it's kind of like yeah. humor, like that Taika Waititi's style, what he's known for. Which which I'm so happy that they decided to bring him back because Absolutely. Thor. I thought I thought Thor Ragnarok was really good in the sense there was almost a perfect balance between the action between the humor bringing characters back mm-hmm. progressing the story forward mm-hmm. and i was like oh man who how are they who are they going to bring in to be able to top that because yeah. it was a complete tonal shift from the first two thors yeah you yes. had kenneth kenneth Branagh was the one who directed the first one mm-hmm. and then the second one i completely forgot who directed the second one it was a director from Game of Thrones. I know that much. I forget the guy's name. Okay, and you could definitely tell in the tone. If they were a little bit darker, they were a little bit more serious. There wasn't as much humor. Mm-hmm. And then Thor Ragnarok does the complete flip, where it's like it's like neon lights and you know humor, and Thor's telling jokes and gets his haircut. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? But you know what? I saw it, and I don't think they could have they could have done it any other way. Absolutely, I agree with you 100%. Taika Waititi essentially saved the character by doing Thor Ragnarok. Oh my God, you like know? I, I, after watching Thor, and then I, I knew who Taika Waititi was. I, I knew him by the face, yeah, but I didn't know him by the name. Mm-hmm. And I, and after, I, after seeing Thor Ragnarok and then seeing Jojo Rabbit, I'm like, this guy gets it. Like yeah. he, I, under, he understands. Have you what seen? It is. Uh, have you seen what we do in the shadows or Hunt for the Wilder People? No, I have not. Uh, bro, watch uh, definitely watch what we do in the shadows. It what is in the fantastic. Shadows. Yeah, if you have uh, it should be on Amazon Prime free okay. rental, uh, possibly Netflix. But man, definitely check it out. It is so good. Yeah, and because surprisingly enough, 
yeah. I'm actually making myself a list. Like, because I have so many people coming up and telling me, "Oh, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen yeah. Watchmen? Have you seen uh, what was it? Uh, 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 it? It's slipping my mind. Dark is it? Dark Material? Uh, dark Matter. Dark Matter. Have you seen yeah. Dark Matter? Have you seen, you know, have you seen The Mandalorian? Have you seen? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let's slow down a bit. Let me, <laughs> let me start because I'm the, I'm one of those type of people that if I start one series, I can't start it, like stop it halfway and then start on another show. I yeah. once I start it, I have to finish it out and then I go to the next one. So I, I literally have a list of all the shows that have been recommended and as well as books too. Yeah. So. I like be, just between the shows alone. I am super busy, just trying to binge watch these shows and trying to catch up on my reading. Trying to you know work forty hours a week. Trying to be a father of two. Like, hey man, it it, it gets stressful. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen uh, if you've seen those memes on Facebook where it's like, yeah, you know, uh, it, the one that gets me all the time is Sylvester the cat when he's like tweaking out. Uh-huh. And he's like, this is me trying to, you know, drink eight ounces of water a day, trying to balance my life, trying to be a good dad. And it's like, that's a perfect representation of, you know, how, how we are. It's like, we're just given so much. I appreciate it. We literally have the world at our fingertips. But it's like, damn, man, like, I just need to do one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you, man. Uh, I was well, shit, I was talking to Michael the other day and he was like, oh, have you watched this? Have you watched this? Have you watched this? Uh, same thing like he watches uh was it that show the expanse uh he's watching okay. the the witcher oh uh, my god uh, we need we need to have another show and just talk uh, about the witcher oh man <laughs> he, have, have you seen it uh yeah i got i got i got through it um but he, he whoa, 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 whoa rewind that that yeah. didn't sound too that sounded like oh yeah i got through it it was instead it, of like have you seen it yeah oh yeah it was awesome so yeah it was make a me- make a mental note make a mental note <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I enjoyed parts of it. I'll okay. say that. I'll say that much. Uh, and I, 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 I can pretty much tell by your tone and I, I'm pretty sure that we probably have the same views on certain aspects. Yeah. There are parts I liked overall. Uh, yeah, it's a conversation for sure. But <laughs> Michael, Michael says, uh, he asked me, uh, if I'm watching the expanse, the witcher, I was like, man, TV is just so hard for me to get into. Cause my, you know, my passion is movies. I'm watching movies constantly, new releases, mm-hmm. old stuff. Uh, TV is hard for me to get into. Like, uh, like the Mandalorian just caught me. Like I was, I was hooked on that. Uh, the witcher, I, I got hooked on, I got through that TV. It, it, it's a, it's a wide, wide ocean to jump into where like, right. you know, if, Unless the season is like ten episodes, like it's going to be hard for me to get into it. Right. I I can't hop into a a TV show where there's twenty one episodes in a season at like forty five minutes to an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it, you, so just if you're doing it by the numbers, yeah. you have to block out a large portion of your time. It's like yeah. time management, oh, just yeah. to catch up on. You know, like you said, if you have one of those shows that are twenty episodes in a season. Do the math. Yeah. yeah. You know, do you really have time to, you know, devote yourself to to a new show, to a new lore, new universe? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it takes a lot out of you. Oh, absolutely. And then there's, you know, the factor, what if it's not a good show? Like, someone else might like it, but you might not like see, it. So. That's the, see, that's the problem that I have. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's a good show or a bad show. Let, let's, for example, let's just say it's a bad, it's a bad show. And I've seen yeah. my fair share of bad shows. I'm committed. I have to see it out to the end. 
no matter how bad it is. Ooh, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I give it the three episode strike rule. I give it three strikes. Oh, but really? if by the time, yeah, if by the time it doesn't have me, by episode three, I drop it. There's been so many times where people have said, oh, no, you got to wait till you get to episode six. That's when it really picks up. And to me, it's like if, if I'm not caught by episode three, it's not the show for me. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I guess I put myself through more torture than you. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I try to give it the benefit of the doubt. Like you said, it may not pick up until episode six, seven or eight. But it's like, you know what? Let me just finish it. And if I want to continue to the next season, I will. If not, I just I just finished the current season. So I, I put myself through a little torture, but I'm committed like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, the show we're going to be talking about tonight, that was, that was just random for me. I was just sitting at home one day when the first season came out and I just popped that on and I was like, all right, I'm hooked. Like, you know, like right. it, it's, it's random for me to just put a random show on that, especially nobody was talking about that show when it first came out, mm-hmm. you know? Um, right. but I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um bro let's uh let's hop into our next topic though uh we got the trailer for the new mutants oh man dark but i like it oh I like, man i like the dark the, the um it it that's that's how it, it just feels dark it feels gloomy it feels gritty which we have to admit marvel's not really known for that like dark gritty style definitely not so to see to see that you know that they're the the new mutants. They're being imprisoned, and they're trying to find a way out. And you know, seeing the cast of characters, and and it it, it really, really, really does feel it's going to be a good show. Yeah, I'm I'm I've been excited for this movie. Uh, so you remember this? Anybody that anybody listening that's not familiar with the new mutants or thinks mm-hmm. that this is a a brand new release, uh, this this movie was set to be released in 2018. Uh, okay. That's when they dropped the trailer uh, originally, which it, it was being promoted as the first comic book horror movie. And originally, uh, April 2018 was the original release date. Uh, then they pushed it way back to February 2019 because they had said they had to do some reshoots. Uh, okay. Then they pushed it back to August of 2019 because they were going up against Deadpool 2. Right. So you're not going to have two of, you know, two of your brands going up against themselves. And mm-hmm. and th- this is while Fox still owned the rights to the X-Men. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. And so August 2019, they decided that they're also going to put Dark Phoenix uh, to be released in August of 2019. So they say, well, we can't have two. Again, we can't have two X-Men properties going up against each other. So. Then it just disappeared, and then Fox gets bought by Disney. Uh, there's no word uh, if it, if it's even going to be released. Uh, it's been rumored that New Mutants was going to end up falling onto a streaming platform like Hulu, uh, not Disney Plus, but more Hulu because Disney does own uh, Hulu, and right. you know they can get away with it, especially if it's like an R-rated or like it, it is. Like you said, it's a dark property. It's 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 a horror movie more or less. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now they finally released this trailer a few days ago saying that it is going to be released this year and we get a brand new trailer and it looks amazing. It does. Yeah. What's the, what's the name of the chick from Game of Thrones that's on there? Uh, Maisie, uh, Maisie Williams. Yes. Yes. Her. I didn't think because when you see her, you think of Game of Thrones. 
Yeah. But be, seeing her and now in this role, I'm like, okay, you know, they, I think they did a good job casting her. And oh, yeah. you probably, you're probably going to have to walk me through it because, like you said, not everybody is familiar with the New Mutants. I know mm-hmm. of the New Mutants, but yeah. I haven't delved deep into the New Mutant lore to know exactly what's going on. So if you could be so kind as to help me understand what's going on in the trailer. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I'll, I'll do a quick run through of the characters that okay. we're going to be getting and then like a quick synopsis of like kind of a synopsis of what it seems like we're going to be getting based on the trailer. So okay. uh, some of the characters that we're going to be getting, we're going to be getting Mirage, who that's mm-hmm. the that it seems like she's going to be our main girl. That's the main girl that we see in the trailer that right. a lot of this is revolving around. You see her. She wakes up in the room and all those faces are getting pushed through the wall. And right. she's the one that's touching the force field outside. Um, we also have Wolfsbane, who is being played by Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's essentially a werewolf. Right. Which you kind of you, they didn't show it, but they kind of like saw her transforming a little bit because you saw like in her ears like her ears started getting pointy a little bit so i'm like okay she's gonna either turn into an animal or she's pretty much a werewolf but now it's okay so she's a werewolf now yeah yeah and um you you actually see it like on her neck she like some hair is growing and everything and uh you see that like that brand on her neck too i don't know if it's a w for you know wolf or if it's like a w or if it's an m for mutant Mm, okay um but we're, we're gonna have she's gonna be a character we're also having um a cannonball who is being played by charlie heaton he's from uh stranger things stranger he plays, things. yeah yeah his power is he builds up like this plasmic plas or sonic energy essentially and he can like blast off and like shoot yeah. himself like through the air or through the wall and like his body becomes pretty solid Right. Uh, what's interesting about him in the trailer, like we see he has a broken arm, so you have to assume he used his power and then he, he got hurt using his power, which, right, yeah. you know, it, it's a cool little, little sprinkle in there of some like, you know, fun things that they're doing with these characters. We got the character of Sunspot who, uh, a lot of people are going to be comparing him to the human torch. He, he's kind of like the human torch, but uh, he manipulates solar energy, so he's not really setting himself on fire, but he is producing uh, solar energy from his body. Uh, okay. And uh, he's being played by Henry Zaga. And what what interested me about him in the trailer, I thought this was really cool, too, is, you know, he said when she's asking them, when did you first discover your powers? And he says, I killed my girlfriend. And you see him in the pool and you see that fried hand coming up out of the water. Right. Yeah. Like that's his girlfriend. Like, like he boiled her alive in that pool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's how dark this movie is going to be. Yeah. Last but not least, there might even be more characters than this, but we have magic who is being played by Anya Taylor joy. And she's got a quite a variety of powers. She's, she can teleport. She has a sorcery. she, can bring this armor across her body. Was she the, was she the one who says, "Oh, I killed whatever seventeen people or whatnot"? Yeah, yeah. And okay, she's like, okay. She almost seems like kind of proud of the fact that she did that. Yeah, yeah. She gives off this the little hint of arrogance. Yeah, but well, she is uh, she's the sister of Colossus. The sister. Oh, okay, okay. Um, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and uh, her last uh, 
kind of power, she can produce the soul sword, which you actually see her mm-hmm. using towards the end of the trailer. Like right. her arm is starting to get that metal going down it. And then you see like the hilt of uh, the blade starting to form. Now she has the same power as Colossus too. Uh, as far as the building the armor across her body. So yeah. she, she can put that. I don't know if it's the same uh, metal that Colossus has that forms mm-hmm. over his body, but she can produce that over her body as well. I don't okay. know if it's the same metal though. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, th- those are the characters that we're going to be getting. So from the looks of the trailer, I mean, it essentially looks like what the comic was where the new mutants go up against demon bear. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the comic itself was also like a horror tale as well. Um, you know, these kids are locked in the Xavier school. They're not locked in a mental institution in the comics or um, in the Xavier school uh, during like Christmas break or something. And that's when they're attacked by demon bear here. What it looks like is he's going to be attacking them in this place. So I'm not sure if that nurse that's been like, like keeping them there. I'm not sure if like she's responsible for demon bear or if she is him. Uh, but there's something going on with her too. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if you're right about either she's involved with it or she is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that past you. But that's a good observation. And there, there's like another theory. I don't really want to say it because I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. You know what no I mean? Spoilers. So, no spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep from saying the theory. Uh, there's one other thing that like caught my attention in the trailer. The the place that they're in, it's called Millbury Hospital, and Millbury could be in regards to Nathan Millbury, which is the alternate name of Nathaniel Essex, which is also known as Mister Sinister. Mister Sinister, right? Yeah. You know, which we we saw that at the end of which movie was it? Um, uh, was it, was, it dark? Was it Dark Phoenix? No, no, it was. Uh, was it Apocalypse? Yes, it was Apocalypse, where we see the Essex Corp logo on the suitcase when they were yeah. taking when they were taking out the I want to say the DNA samples of the mutants. Yes, yes, you're right. Which sadly led to nothing, or who knows? Maybe that was leading towards the new mutants. I don't know. But it's good to see. It's good to see like somehow they're connecting everything still. Yeah, uh, hopefully they they are. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. Because we we I think we even got a little taste of Essex in uh, Deadpool two. You I'm know trying the to think. the kid who like blasts fire out of his hands in Deadpool. Yeah, 2? yeah, 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 yeah. Like that he, place. He, that was that the same school. I think that was the not. I don't know if it's this. It's not the same school as what we're seeing in New Mutants. At least I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that place was also connected to Essex. Hmm. Now, see, now, now that you said it, it makes sense now that the, it's slowly starting to connect. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't think I didn't think of that. I'm, uh, Russell, that's his name, Russell. Yes, yes. <laughs> this whole yeah. time I'm trying to think, I'm like, I know his name. <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. Because Russell. what I was trying to, yeah, because of the way uh, Ryan Reynolds screams his name. So I was like, I know it begins with an R, and I'm like, oh, Russell, Russell, that's it, Russell. Yep. But yep. um, but yeah, no, it, that that's another good connection. I I didn't think of because it's the same thing. They're kind of torturing the kids. They're you know he says he's an abomination and stuff like that. So, so yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Some of the things I'm intrigued by too, uh, Felipe, uh, the these bald guys with the smiley face masks. Also, oh, they were they were smiley. I know they had masks on, but I didn't. I couldn't really get a good look. Yeah, if, if now, you who are they, that that's what I'm so curious about. I'm wondering. I'm very curious as to who they are because um, it, 
I know that they're wearing smiley face masks because from the the original trailer that was released two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you see the one guy turn and it's just like the big smiley face. But the, they also they have tattoos on them and their fingers are like really long and like yeah. funky looking. I don't know if you noticed. You noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. They were very like really elongated and they were like almost uh, not skeleton like, but yeah, they were really funky. Yeah. Yeah. And they like had tattoos all over them and yeah. everything. Um, I I thought in the trailer, it just looks like those were hallucinations. Yeah, and and they could be, man. Uh, You know, it could all be hallucinations. Like, I mean, you see the one girl, again, with the face pushing into the wall at her. Mm -hmm. Who knows if any of this is going to be real? Um, Or if, like, it's somebody that, or, or if these people actually are there, like, tormenting them. Like, what if it's, like, a group of villains? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, those guys. So I'm I'm very curious about them. We do see Demon Bear in the trailer at the end. Uh, oh Maisie, yeah, at the very end. Yeah. Maisie Williams is in the uh, the uh, oh, what, I, I don't go to church. What are the uh, those things where like you talk to the priest? Oh, the um, confessional booth. Yeah, when she's in the confessional booth and like she looks up and Demon Bear rips the top off of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that was dope. Um. So we do. He is definitely going to be in the movie. That. That's kind of confirmed there. Yeah. Another thing I'm getting from this, it looks like these characters kind of have to relive, kind of relive what it is they went through when they first discovered their powers. Like you see, you see Cannonball walking through a mine with like a bunch of miners around him and they're staring at him. Like, I wonder if that's when he discovered his ability, like maybe his power went off and, you know, he ended up killing all those miners in that cave, you know? Right. Uh, you know, we we do see Sunspot in the pool. Like maybe he's reliving that. You know, uh, maybe that's one of the things that these characters have to go through. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're going to touch up on sort of each one of their origin stories. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it seems like all these, you know, all these new shows they have to sort of set you know, episodes aside just to you know retell their origin story. Oh yeah, man. So he, here's where uh, here's where where I want to get your opinion. I'm trying to connect the dots here. So right now this year we have two movies in the MCU that are set to be released. We have Black Widow and we have The Eternals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, usually we get three MCU movies a year. Hmm. So you are waiting for that third one. Wait, it's this year you said. This year. So my theory is that they found a way to tie the New Mutants into the MCU. And I think this is going to be our movie where we get introduced to mutants in the MCU. Mm, That is a very, that's, that's good. So that means Fox owned who they own the new mutants. They own the fantastic four, which we're still waiting Mm -hmm. to have them introduced. Uh, Who else they own? Who else did they own? They had, they they have X-Men. Oh, and, there's been talks also of somehow Wolverine being introduced into the MCU as well. Yep. So right now we're at that point where we're they're going to introduce them, but they're still trying to figure out how yeah. without without completely screwing it up. Because I felt that whole like the whole buyout of Fox, it, it, it just felt like it was just a huge debacle because there were so many properties and so many licenses that – didn't get the proper usage out of Fox. Right. And I think Disney kind of saw that 
and they wanted to rectify that, but I felt like Fox was trying to somehow sabotage that. That's the way I feel about it. That's what a lot of people were thinking, too, and they were thinking, like, did Fox sabotage the Dark Phoenix? Because the Dark Phoenix did terribly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I I haven't seen it. I didn't think it did that bad, but, oh, man, it did did poorly. Oh, yeah. It did really bad as far as uh, money, uh, you know, box office, it did bad. And it also, I mean, critically, it's it's ranked one of the worst X-Men movies that come out. Oh, that's such a shame, man, because that is the Dark Phoenix saga is one of the more popular storylines. Oh, definitely. And for them to and that's why that's why I feel like, OK, it, uh, that movie came out right, right before the buyout happened. So it feels like they just like, let's just get this movie over with and done with. And they kind of like sabotage that movie. Yeah. That's the way I feel about it. Because there's no way it could have done that badly. The X-Men franchise is pretty much a franchise that just gives them the power to print money. And for them to do that, mm, and it's like, it's just something just doesn't fit right. Just something just doesn't feel right. Yeah, and that, that's, that's been a, a theory for a lot of people is that, you know, Fox sabotaged that property or that movie this way. You know, Disney was stuck with it, but... It's yeah, like the you know it's the wizard behind the curtain. Is that what actually happened, or did, right, right, did Fox right. just mess up another movie? <laughs> yeah, know? but now 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 that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I think the New Mutants is gonna be their in. This Definitely. is gonna be their opportunity to. They're not gonna do it right, like straight out, like oh now they're part of. No, no, no. They're gonna do it slowly, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be very subtle. And there's gonna be a. You have to. I think this is one of those shows that. It's going to have a ton of Easter eggs, but only to the – not the casual viewer, the hardcore you know, comic book reader where they're going to be you know, pausing it and splitting it three ways from Sunday. And, but I have a strange – this is going to have a lot of Easter eggs, and it will connect or, or will introduce the mutants to the MCU. Uh, I think it's definitely going to. I think this is the uh, – I think I said this in one of my, one of my earlier episodes um, – when they had announced all these properties uh, for Marvel that were going to be dropped, like the Doctor Strange movie, the Thor movie, like all these new properties that were going to be coming out. Once man, I saw just, that, they're just they're just pumping out content. Oh did man, you see, did you see the schedule? Oh man, it's yeah, they're they're set for like the next four years. <laughs> and I'm thinking to my, I'm looking at the schedule and they see all the movies and all the shows and kind yeah. of like a timeline. And I'm thinking, how how are they going to be? Well, they're going to do it no matter what, but Jesus, that's a lot of content that they're going to be pumping out. Oh, yeah. And like I'm looking forward to all of it for the most part. But with the new mutants, once they they announced that, like I I said, when they started releasing all these titles, I was like, why is there only two movies in 2020? That's really strange. And I think I said they're probably going to sneak a movie in. And I think that this is the movie that they're sneaking in, the, the new mutants. And with that, though, like they also announced that they are moving WandaVision from next year to this year. So I'm wondering if they're going to use Wanda, who is also part of the X-Men, mm-hmm. to tie in the X-Men to the MCU. So whether it's in the movie, I'm sure they're probably going to do a post-credit scene. Like they probably they had to have filmed a post-credit scene to where they're going to tie Wanda tie the new mutants into WandaVision, whether it's like a multiverse effect or whatever, mm-hmm. because WandaVision is also supposed to be tying into Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll get in a tie in that way. Like they, 
if they do the new mutants as its own movie without worrying about the MCU, I'm more excited about that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm loving the standalone stories for these comic book movies. Right. right. You know? And I think this is the only way they could have done it. Yeah. Because for, for them to do a standalone movie, I, I think it would have been too much. But for the fact that they're actually going to do a series and they can sign kind of sit down and they kind of it, it, pump out the content that's digestible. You know, because yeah. it's a WandaVision, a Falcon and, and Winter Soldier, you know, a Black Widow. You have all these characters with unique origin stories and unique stories mm-hmm. alone to themselves. Like, there's no possible way they could have done it all, like, within a movie. Because then, at some point, it starts to become saturated. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, you know, another one. So, just bring it over to Disney Plus like they did. And I think they're just – they're right now, they're just killing it with Disney Plus and all the content. Especially the way Disney Plus does their series now, too. Especially, like, with The Mandalorian, they did a weekly releases. Uh, that's that's the perfect way to do these shows, too. If they do that with all their shows, they're going to keep people hooked on, on their subscription for a long time. I honestly thought that I, that was going to bother me. Mm-hmm. Because when I when I first heard that, oh, it's going to be you know weekly, kind of like how they do it with normal television, I'm like, why wouldn't they do it? Because we're so used to Netflix. Yeah. And they give us all the entire season and you binge watch and all this other stuff. Now that I've had the opportunity to do both, I actually prefer the way Disney Plus does it. Because it, it, it keeps you it keeps you hooked, it keeps you waiting, it keeps you like, I wanna see the next episode. I wanna I, I it gives you something to look forward to as opposed to just like binge watching it getting through it and be like, Oh crap, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you're still talking about it. Like I, I, I was talking about the Mandalorian for six weeks as opposed to binging it and then talking about it for a week and then moving on to something else. I was talking about Mandalorian for six, seven weeks. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, eight weeks. (laughs) It was eight episodes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like I, I'm with you. I I totally prefer it that way too. Like it just giving me something to look forward to. Like it used to be back in the day. Yeah. Because, you know, kind of binge watching it back to back to back, it, it's a, it is a little tedious. Some people don't mind it, but for me, it's like okay, like I don't want it to feel like a job. Like, all right, I got the next episode. It's there in front of me. Okay, let me just click on the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one. Yeah. You know, you, you just gotta you watch the episode, let yourself digest it, let let you let it sink in, and then move on to the next one instead of trying to burn through everything. And eventually, you're gonna miss something. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I got to go back and rewatch it. So I, I would rather prefer, you know, Disney Plus's style of content being released. You, you, you appreciate it more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Plus, man, you get, uh, I've said this on here before, too, a, a dopamine rush, man. You know, you're, what, what happens next? I got to know what happens next. You go yeah, to the next yeah. episode, and then you're getting that dopamine built up. And that's a real thing, man. Dopamine highs are a real thing. Your yeah. body starts to wear out with the overdose of dopamine that, that you produce. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I feel you. <laughs> I mean, that that's New Mutants. I mean, anything you want to add on to the trailer discussion, or um, you ready to talk about you? I think we're ready to talk about you. All right, let's get this which going. Is, uh, which is the which is the damn reason why I'm here in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, okay. F- first things first. Spoilers or no spoilers? Oh, uh, we are going to be going usually with TV shows. I just hop right into spoilers. Actually, the show I've been doing spoilers right away. Um, okay. So, so just yeah, so we, your, your your listeners, if they haven't seen it, go watch it. And yes. now that that's being said, that there's your warning. But for me. Same thing with you. I did not know about this show at all. Uh-huh. I had 
one, two, three. I had two of my ex coworkers and two of my friends saying, you need to check out this show. It's called you. No, no, I'm sorry. They they put you need to take out this sh- check out the show, and I'm like, what show? You, me. It was like one of those really bad, yeah, or, or like you know, the who, like the yeah, who. the who's on first. You know, yeah. I'm like, what, what? And then I I remember it. It it was originally a book. I'm trying to think, and then I didn't realize that the first season was actually shown on Lifetime. Yeah. Before it was brought onto Netflix, so th- yeah. it's not, it's not a new show. It's it's really not relatively old, but it's not new either. But I got into it, and this goes to show you kind of the brilliance of Netflix's marketing, especially when it comes to social media. They have the viewers market the show rather than having to put any type of advertisements out there, mm-hmm. which I think it it they did it brilliantly. Because everybody's talking about it. Everybody, you know, you got the memes, you got, you know, people on Twitter, people on Facebook. And eventually, if you hear it enough, which is what happened to me, I see now I got to check this. I got to check it out. Yeah. <sighs> so where, to, where do I begin or where do we begin? <laughs> well, let, let me ask you, were you introduced to you just as the second season came out or did you watch it when the first season came out? I was introduced when they announced the second season. Okay. So That's the second every- season hadn't come out yet and you watched the first season? Or? Yes. Yes. Okay. The second season hadn't come out yet. It was like – it was due within like a week. It was going to premiere in a week. Okay. And I had every – oh, you know, did you see the show? And, you know, you really got to check it out before I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Let me let me check it out. I started watching it and it, it – when you f- watch the first couple of episodes, you kind of think to yourself, what the hell am I watching? Yeah. Like you almost start to feel a little bit uncomfortable, yeah. but then when it really starts to pick up, you're like, what the hell? Like, am I, it's a little bit controversial. You kind of think to yourself, am, am I, am I a willing participant in, in this? And the only reason why I say that is because getting back to one of the episodes, I think, I forget which episode it was. It was definitely in season one where they go to the, uh, they go to Peach's I guess vacation home. Yeah. I want to say it's a vacation home after she has her meltdown or whatnot. And we're watching Joe, who is the central character. We're watching Joe watch Peach watch uh, Beck. If you notice that. Yes. So I'm thinking, okay, so I'm watching them watching this, watching that. And I'm like, so it, it feels like, you're a willing participant in everything that's going on because, like you said, it's that dopamine rush. You want to find out what the hell happens next. Yes, and you saying it that way too, you are a willing participant and it does make you feel uncomfortable. That is a perfect way of wording that because the uh, how I describe this show is – um, like I, I, I said to someone at work, oh, season two of you came out. Oh, what's that? You haven't seen you? No, I haven't. Oh, you got to check it out. Like, it, well, what's it? What's it about? What's it like? And I, I usually relate it to Dexter to an extent because he almost more or less is like Dexter where he's not a good guy. But you're no. following him. And at some points, oddly enough, you're rooting for him, too. See, see, and there's the thing. Yes. Like depending on who you ask, and this is where kind of the internet is divided mm-hmm. because some people are rooting for him, but then there's the other sort of uh, other side of the spectrum where it's like you can't root for him, mm-hmm. and and that's when you know you have a good show. You're like kind of in the middle, yes, because 
there are certain there are certain situations that you're like you 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 find yourself feeling bad for him. Yes, it's, it's those split seconds where you're like, "Wow, I will," but mm, no, you have to remember what he did. Yep, and and it reminds you. It constantly <laughs> reminds you what he did, and you start asking yourself the questions. Well, there's two central questions that you really need to ask yourself. Number one, what would you do for love? And number two, who really is the monster? Yes. Okay, because guess what? You're watching the show. You're participating in all their conversations and their tweets and their, uh, their social media posts. But guess what? Everybody has an agenda. Everybody's in it for themselves. Everybody has secrets. Everybody's trying to do whatever they can to hide those secrets. So you think to yourself, is Joe really the bad? Like, who really is the monster? Who's the bad guy? Who, who am I supposed to be rooting for? Because guess what? Uh, there are certain points where you're not rooting for anybody because ed- everybody's guilty. Yep. There, you know what I mean? There were points in the first season where I was like, oh, poor Beck. I can't believe she's you know getting into this. And mm-hmm. you know this, this guy's creepy. And then it got to points where I was like, yeah, how is she going to do that to Joe? You know exactly. You're like, oh, why are you gonna? And I don't know if you've noticed it, but um, the first guy that Joe kidnaps, Benji. Benji, yes. Remember Benji? Yeah, that was uh, that was her like ex or something, yeah. wasn't it? So like her hookup did he, buddy. Did he, wait, he did he meant to kill that guy or was it an accidental killing? Benji, he killed. He poisoned. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay, so he, he whatever he poisoned the guy or the guy ended up dying. He actually warned. Joe about Beck. Remember, yes. If you go back and rewatch it, he tells her she. You put her on a pedestal. She's not the person you think she is. Mm-hmm. I know. And then watching the relationship unfold, and you know, seeing Beck and what she went through, and you know, the trauma that she experienced, and what she does, you kind of think Benji was kind of right. He was warning him about the type of person that she is she's broken yeah you know and you kind of pick up on these little things you're like ah now that makes sense so technically benji wasn't lying like he he was trying to trying to say things to try to get out of the situation that he was in but you kind of think back on it and it's like okay yeah he was he, he was spot on he was telling her the truth yeah and you 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 see things like that one of the great things about this show is things like that are always hinted throughout it like with all these other different characters too, like e- even in this season with 40, 40 drops a couple of little hints. Um, love drops a, you know, a couple of hints you get even in season one, like, you know, Benji or peach, all these characters are dropping all these little hints, like about all these different characters. And then once you see like these things start to happen, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I mean the whole love 40 twist. Mm-hmm. I I I would admit I did not see that coming. The love forty twist was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see which which is a pleasant surprise because usually some shows you kind of see it coming, like you kind of like okay, it's predictable. Yeah. But seeing th- their relationship, their toxic relationship, their dependency on one another, mm-hmm. and to see it unfold the way that it did, and how love. Is really the dere- <laughs> the deranged psychopath, yeah. And seeing the tables turned, 
and having now having Joe in on the receiving end, and he's the one looking at her like you are crazy. It and it's just hilarious to see like okay, you're put in that situation, and he even says it. Candace told me that I was going to confront myself, mm. her himself, meaning he was you know love is pretty much his his equal. Yes, and now he's able to confront himself. You know, and be put in that situation, which I think, like you said, it, 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 it was brilliant because it's like, okay, Candace warned him and it ended up happening, but not the way that you think. Exactly. Like he, he's not literally facing himself. He's right. figuratively facing himself when it comes to love. Yeah. I thought, I don't know if, if, if this is what you thought, but I honestly thought 40 was the one that killed Delilah. Mm-hmm. I thought 40 killed Delilah. So, oh man. So here, here's the thing, man. My initial gut feeling from the first episode, I was like, that would be crazy if love turned out to be like him. That I had that thought for one second, and then no, as the series, too, yeah. and then as the series started playing out, I, I, the thought was gone because I thought this girl was so sweet. She was so caring. You know, she. She wanted to take care of her brother. And like you said, they did have that toxic relationship. But, you know, when when you have somebody who in your life who is like that, like the way 40 was, you're going to have someone like love who enables them. Right you know? So as the series progressed, the, the thought of her possibly being psychotic, it, it, it left my mind uh, until we got to, to, you know, that final episode where I was like, right. oh, shit. Yeah, uh, one, but what one, I what but what ahead, I caught myself what I caught myself doing, and I don't know if you if, if it happened to you, where you know there's the big reveal that love is really the one who orchestrated that, and I'm like, oh, yes, and I'm like, wait, no, I'm not supposed to be like kind of cheering, like, oh my god, mm-hmm. yes, it's her, and I'm like, wait a minute, no, 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 she did a bad thing, so you end yes. up catching yourself. It's like, wait a minute, who who who's the bad guy? Who's the mom? Like, who the hell am I supposed to be rooting for? No, every, yes. everybody, everybody's bad. Why, why am I cheering? Like, like I kind of mm. caught myself, you know, because I would consider myself a black and white person. Either you do mm. or you don't. Like, like the Nike yeah. logo, just do it. But now it is yeah. true, and I've been told this you know, many, many times by different people. It, it's not really black and white. There are gray areas, right? And being able yes. to see, like now I'm a father of two. I have a family. What will you would what would I do for love? What would I do for my my wife? What would I do for my kids? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm gonna throw the question out there. Would you kill for them? Yeah. Would you would you kill somebody for them? And it kind of gets me thinking about. Um, I don't know if you're a big um, reader of you know Dostoevsky, which was you know mentioned in you know, in the actual series with crime and punishment and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Machiavelli who pretty much theorized, and I could be wrong, you know, who theorized that everybody is born evil. Mm-hmm. Everybody's capable of committing murder if given the right parameters. So you kind of think it's like, it's all there. Like everybody is capable of this, mm-hmm. but you know, would you do it for love? And it can, you kind of sit and it's like, okay, if my children, were if my children were put in a position where I needed to kill somebody for you know to make sure that they're safe, would I do it? Mm-hmm. 
And that's a very scary question. Like when you sit there and you really think about it and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm actually contemplating this question. Mm -hmm. But going back to the whole, you know, crime and punishment by Dostoevsky, if anybody who, have you read the book or no? I I have not. It's pretty much, you is pretty much, uh, you know, telling the story of crime and punishment where, you know, uh, a person is, commits all these horrendous acts and then is absolutely disgusted with what he's done and going into the world and, you know, witness, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Experiencing these sort of moral dilemmas. And the more he experiences those things, the more he's disgusted on his, his, his own acts, uh-huh. which is the same thing that Joe does. Like he, he sits and he's like, how could you do this? You're better than this. I'm going to change. I'm going to be different. And then he goes back to the same thing over and over. And then he gets even more disgusted with his acts. And, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, Jesus Christ, you would think that you learn from your mistakes, but you don't. Once again, going back to doing it for love, doing it for one person because you're so in love with them. Yeah. You know, and I, I, th- I just think it's brilliant. I, I really do. I, I agree. I think it's brilliant as well. You, you do, you do see a change in Joe, uh, minus the fact that he changes his name as well in this season. You know, he goes from Joe to Will, but you see a change in him from how he was with Beck, and you mm-hmm. see the change in the characters too. The one thing I, I really appreciated about this season was the simple fact was it seemed like we were going to get the same story over again, but we almost got the opposite of what we got from the first season and you can compare that to a lot of the characters like um you know he moves from new york to la you know he he meets love and then he goes and you know spies on her when she goes to meet up with her friends and you're thinking like oh great okay so this is the new peach and this is the new etc but then it turns out this is a completely different crew that she's Mm -hmm. gone with you know they're they're more realistic i guess Right, but the, but it, going back to to that point, to your point, mm-hmm. even with the introduction of the the kids, mm-hmm. when you have Ellie, and then you had the first season, you had uh, Paco. Paco, yeah. Yeah. So you you're right. You're looking at it it's like, oh, okay, it's, it's going to be the same. Like, because which which kind of happens, you know, in 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 certain television shows where they kind of repeat the same thing for the first season, but being able to see that, yeah, it's a new crew. But just the way things unfold again and the way they unfold, they're like, OK, you know, this is this is good. Yeah. Yeah. You're you know, not you're not getting the, you're not getting the same exact story because that's what you liked before. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to get a similar story, but not the exact same thing. Um, it, one of the things I was kind of worried about, which I'm glad didn't happen going into the season was, you know, we, we do get Candace at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. And we don't actually see her, I think, until episode three of this season because he's right, on the yeah. run from her. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to, you know, pretty much ruin Joe's life at this point, which rightfully so. <laughs> I mean, you 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 yeah. learn in this season what he did to her. Right. Yeah. And there again, man, you're you're at a battle like, man, why doesn't she just leave Joe alone? But it's like, yo, he buried her alive. Exactly. Just think <laughs> about that. If yeah. somebody were to bury you alive and you come out of it, hmm, you think you wouldn't do the same thing? Yeah, exactly. You, th- Like you had just said, what is so incredible about this show? You are back and forth with all these characters. You're rooting for them, and then you're against them at the same time. And it, it's insane what this show does to you. I, I do want to go back to the ending, though, and, and just uh, discuss, like, wh- what did you feel about the reveal when love reveals – 
that I mean, we see her slice Candace's throat at the mm. end. Yeah, man. And then you're like, my initial was, oh shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like she just cut her throat and then she goes in and reveals that she also killed Delilah. And she reveals that she did it for Joe and for him and her because she's so in love with Joe. And my initial thought was, yo, this girl is perfect for him. You want to know the strange thing? What's that? I thought the same exact thing. Uh, bro? I'm looking like he, he slices her throat. He reveals that he killed the lighter. And I'm like, oh, it's Joe. It's his equal. And I'm like, and, and you know, you kind of think you're like, oh, my God, they're soulmates. But then you kind of think of it like, wait a minute. Like, we have to look at what just happened. There are people murdered in a storage unit. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't be like, oh, he found his soulmate. No, that's not, that's not how things are supposed to work out. But You're supposed exactly, to be horrified. Yeah, and but that, that's yeah, how exactly. we viewed it. <laughs> that's how we Yeah, viewed. you're like, oh, he found his soulmate. Like, no, 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 wait, hold up. And you kind of, kind of have to snap yourself out of it. Like, no, 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 no. This is not how it's supposed to go. Yeah. But you feel like there is somebody out there for everybody. There really is. Yeah. If you, if you really think you're alone and you think, oh, I'm never going to find somebody, listen, you, you, there's somebody out there for you. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. Because what are the chances? <laughs> no, exactly. Like, what are the odds that he moves to L.A., finds this woman, and she literally ends up being his equal in the, in the sense where she's, she's had the same type of trauma. She's had the same dependencies. She has the same mentality. She can bake. You know, but I honestly thought that throughout the whole when they kind of broke up, when she found out who he really was, hmm. I honestly thought she was going to bake him like – something nasty like really nasty like oh i found some or or he was gonna feed her candace or something i don't know something really really dark oh damn yeah i didn't i didn't even have that thought that and i'm thinking because <laughs> because you know because even i think it was her friends and even her brother said when she's stressed out she bakes yeah and i'm thinking hmm she's gonna bake him like she's gonna find something that he loves i thought he was gonna end up i thought she was gonna Find something about him, whether it be like a pet or like something weird. But you start thinking like that. You start watching the show and you start going down that rabbit hole. Like, wow, like what is the worst that can happen that already that you we pretty much have already witnessed, you know, and and, and you start thinking. And for, for me, right, and backtracking a little bit. You see all these girls, right? They're complaining on social media. Oh, you know, we can't find the right guy. And it, it, it's even touched upon in, in the first season mm. where you find a nice guy and she kind of friend zones him. That kind of friend, friend zones him for like one or two episodes. And it's like you complain that you have a nice guy, somebody who's dedicated, somebody who's all about you, right? Yeah. But yet that's not what you want. You want to go for the bad guys. You want to go for the people who treat you like shit. And then you complain about it. Yeah. You know, somebody out there would like me personally, I would love somebody that was that dedicated to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then let, let's face it. We, we've all thought that's like, huh? I wish somebody was that dedicated to me. Yeah, bro. That's, that was the exact thought that went, went through my head where I'm like, yo, she is perfect for him. I wish I had a girl like that, you know, like, <laughs> like, 
that? Another, another thing too, like me personally, I'm I'm so glad I'm married now because it just seems like it, the dating scene nowadays it's stressful. Man, let me tell you, I've been I've been dating a lot lately, and mm. I'll, I'll share some stories with you later. Uh, but it's fucking stressful. <laughs> is it, like, is it is it is it like how it is on the show where it's like you're just running through people left? No, well, not running through people left and right, but it's like you're going from one person to the next to the next. They're all on their phones. They're on social media. Like you're not even communicating with one. Like, is that really how it is? I mean, so far, yeah, man. It's uh, you know. I went on one date with, you know, one person. I was like, okay, th- this is that. Then, you know, soon after went on a date with another person. This is that. Went on a date with another person. This is that. And it's like, it, it just, just getting to know people nowadays is, is not easy. And the social media aspect, uh, I mean, I, I'm barely on social media, not a lot as it is. It is a, it is a, sh- a bucket of stress all on its own, man. So you you would have to say that it's a good representation of society the way it is now. Yeah, yeah, I would throw that out there. Yeah, you need to find you need to find your love. Yeah, right. I need to find someone that's going to kill for me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And and yeah. like you said, you kind of think of like, wow, I, I wish somebody was was that dedicated to me. Because exactly. look at it, look at it. L- l- break it down, break it down real quick, Joe. Right? Somebody who's well, we're talking about season one. Owned his own business. Yeah. Was. Uh, had an attention to detail that was impeccable okay was able to follow things through to the very end okay was dedicated Mm. who the hell wouldn't want that type of person in their lives yeah minus minus the whole psychopath murderous you know but i mean for somebody to give themselves up to you like that it you know it would feel it does feel kind of nice and yeah. he's able to he's able to balance it so well between keeping his and you kind of see him kind of talking his way through it like no you said you were going to be good don't do it don't do it but he's able to balance his normal life with with that whole who knows at this point who knows how many people he's murdered like how many girls he's murdered yeah you, you, you still don't know you, you have no idea like we got this season we got more flashbacks into like his childhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So whereas, who knows yeah. when he made his first kill? Who yeah, like, was his first kill? Like we was, obviously so yeah. was Candace. Like at this point you're you're assuming that Candace was the first girl that he, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote killed. But who knows if there was anyone else before her? Yeah. And remember, it shows him the flashbacks of when he was with Mr. Mooney and what he did and what he said. Remember what he said? Some people deserve to be killed. You know, so he already has that mentality like, okay, Mm. murder is not a bad thing if you find a just enough reason. Yeah. And in this season, I mean, in this season, he killed what two people. He killed Jasper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, oh, let's talk about Jasper for a second. (laughs) He creeped me the hell out. He was so fucking creepy. And that guy that played him, oh my God. I have to find out his name because he did such a phenomenal job because he looks like some random dude on the street, kind of approached Joe, very polite, well-mannered, well-spoken. Oh, do you have my money? Oh, you know, when am I going to get the rest? Grabs my man's hand and cuts off one of his digits nonchalantly. 
Yeah, and he says, it's okay, it's okay, it's, it's okay. Like, shh, shh, shh. Did yeah. that when, when he did that, I, I lost it. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. He's yeah. like, it's okay, shh, it's, it's fine, it's fine. Lord knows how many other people he's done that to. Mm-hmm. But just just the way he interacted with him and Joe was just in shock. He couldn't react until after he left. That, ho- that whole scene right there, it was very uncomfortable to witness. Yeah. But it was just so good. Just it so, was- so good. It was it was amazing because this guy walks up. He just looks like a generic dad. like he looks yeah. like a generic dad, you know, yeah, like exactly. exactly like he comes up and he's like all happy. He got this big smile on his face. He's got the mustache. His hair slicked back. He's like, hey, there you will. Hey, OK. Oh, OK. Uh, Three thousand dollars. OK, thank you so much. And uh, now where's the rest of it? And he goes, the rest of it. He says, yeah, wait, he owed him like a, a lot more money. It was 50 grand. It was like 50 grand. 50 grand. Yeah, he's like. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to get the rest of it to you. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, hey, you mind coming over here for a second? And then, bam, cuts his finger <laughs> off. And just, sh- 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 it's okay, it's okay, yeah, yeah, here, here, okay. You're going to put this in some ice, and, and he just... doctor, you're going to go to this surgeon, one of the best surgeons in the... I'm like, yeah, this guy's definitely has a history of doing that. Yeah, and uh, it was just so creepy and so fucked up, and that, oh, that God, scene it was blew so me away. good. Yeah, it was, just it was so good. Why? Because it was just so unexpected. Yep. Yeah, I was not expecting that. It was just, and I think that's what a lot of this show does very well mm. is that you don't you you kind of have an idea of where it's going, but then you're hit with the left hook, and you're like, ah, okay, all right, I I see it now. Because I honestly thought um, Joe was gonna end up with Delilah. Like there were some points I'm like, wow, he's actually gonna forget about love. Yeah. Love's already moved on. Now he's with Delilah, and it's like you, there's these little, these little glimpses of like he actually might end up being with her, and he actually might, he might turn the corner, and he actually might do things the right way from now on. But yeah. then there goes Delilah. You know, for some strange reason, women are amazing detectives when yes. it suits them. Yes. But they forget about other things. I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking, be careful what you, be careful what you go looking for, because you will end up finding it. And she yeah. found, she found exactly what she was looking for. And bro, let, let me touch base on that real quick too. That scene where she finds, uh, his his cage in the storage unit, and she goes in there, and as she's leaving, and when she turns the corner, and you see Joe pulling the door down, bro, I was so creeped out by Joe in that moment. Yeah, because it, it it's not the fact that he was there. It's the fact that he kind of like slowly creeped it and then he slowly pulls the cage down. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, like – and but it, it's his eyes too. Yes. The way like he, he stares at and he doesn't blink. It's just – and I'm – like I, I kind of felt her, her, her fear. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Oh, like you're sitting there, you're like, oh – shit mm-hmm. listen i can explain it's not what you think like you, you start yeah. and then that's when when pretty much he puts her in the cage and i was like oh i'm like what and and you you sit and you're like why like no not this person why and mm-hmm. you start going to the you start going through the motions and the feelings you're like come on joe not again you yeah. you kind of slowly start rooting for him like no you can be better you can be better but yeah some people they they can't they they can't help themselves. Plus, uh, can't. 
plus Delilah's character, you you really didn't want to see anything happen to her. You know, she was she was a cool, tough chick. And when it's revealed that her her body is revealed, you know, that that part was a little shocking and depressing uh, to an extent because she was a cool character. Yeah. What, what got to me at first was when he <laughs> when he went through his whole acid phase, mm-hmm. which I think lasted way too, like I've heard stories about people on like really bad acid, mm-hmm. but when he when he when the you see the scene where he has the blood on his hands, yeah, I thought to myself, oh God, he killed her. I'm like, no, I'm like, come on, Joe, why would you do that? And I'm kind of like yelling at the TV a little bit, yeah. And I was like, no, not her. And then it switched to kind of like, um, oh, what's that one movie? The one movie that Guy Pierce is in where he's trying to figure out who Memento. killed uh, Memento. Memento. Yeah. yeah. It was like that Memento moment where it's like, all right, now it's about trying to find out who killed her. And you sit and you're like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's find out. Who, like you kind of think, all right, we know you killed her, but I want to see how you killed her. Yeah. And then you're, you're hit. You're, you're so focused on trying to find out who killed her. And then you're hit with with love, mm. you know, and it's like, oh man, like shit. And I'm 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 still I'm still a little like taken back by it because you when you see love, you wouldn't think that somebody like that is capable of going to those types because that's what it is. It's going from loving somebody to that extreme, absolutely. And, and then you're saying loves history and what she did and how she's pretty much codependent on her brother and all this other stuff it's like oh man like who yeah there's well, nobody you can root for like no there is no happy ending there's no there's no one person you could identify with because mm-hmm. because i there was some points where i actually was rooting for will not will joe but will the one original that was, will original yeah. will yeah. And he was the only one out of that entire group, whether it be from season two or season one, where when he left, he did what he said what he was going to do. Yeah. He's like the, he's the only character that's like legit. You're like, all right, you're probably the realest character here. And I mean, you don't know too much about him just other than what you're told. But like you said, he does exactly what he says he's going to do. Mm hmm. Now, the question is, and I'm going to propose this question to you. Shoot. Do you think that Will would have changed his life if he wasn't trapped in that box? Uh, I don't think he would have. Do you think that Beck would have become the writer that she did if she wasn't trapped in that box? Definitely not. That's, that's the dilemma. Yep. He was able to bring out something in these two individuals who were going down a dark path mm-hmm. and actually they actually became better for it. And it's those instances where like, all right, he he's doing some sort of good, but man, the way you went about it. Yeah. And the, those are the things that it's like, oh, man, I really want to root for you, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's 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 the thing, man. Like I compared I compared him to Dexter, but the difference between him and Dexter is Dexter kills bad people. Mm-hmm. You know, you it's a little bit easier to root for Dexter. Like it's wrong to kill anybody. But, at, you know, Dexter had a code where right. he would only kill bad people. Like, I, I remember the one season he was dating some girl who turned out to be, like, a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And when you find out she killed somebody who he was friends with, 
there's a smile that stretches across his face and he's like, well, and well, it looks, it looks like you got to go. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but with Joe, he, See, it's tough. It's tough, he, isn't it? Yeah. It's like he kills, especially in season one, he kills to benefit himself and to get what he wants and to, it's more selfish what, for what he does it for. Like he, he even thinks he's doing it for other people. Again, season one, like he thinks he's doing it for Beck, but really he's doing it for himself because mm-hmm. he thinks that's what Beck wants. In season two, like like we say, he 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 kills Jasper in self defense. Uh, he kills uh, Hen- Henderson. Yes. Yeah, he accidentally kills Henderson uh, by throwing him down the stairs. Once yeah. again, both bad people. Yep. Yep. And. In this case where he is trying to change himself (laughs) and, you know, one's self-defense, one's an accident, but, and all he wanted to do was Henderson, was just have Henderson admit what he did. He wanted him to confess. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where you really have a tough time discerning, okay, what am I? What am I supposed? Am I supposed to be rooting for this person? Am I supposed to be liking this, hating this person? Because each person, like you said, like you know, Dexter, perfect example, mm-hmm. only kills bad people. He has a code. Yeah. He, he his his um his actions are warranted. But Joe, the first season, yes, it it was out of so, this selfish need. But then the second season, it's like he slowly starts to turn the corner, but he's he just can't help himself. He just can't. Yeah. Regardless of what the regardless of what the circumstances was, now when he what he did to Henderson, he was trying to sort of expose him for 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 who he was, which is perfectly fine, mm-hmm. you know. But then he falls down the stairs, and then there's one thing after another. It's like shit. This guy can't catch a break. But at the same time, it's like, what are you doing? What what is your what is your end goal? Like, what is the goal? What are you trying to do? Yeah. Are you trying to really change, or is it one of those things where you yourself? Unnes- like unknowingly go looking for these type of situations because you just really don't know any better. Yeah. You're so used to a certain lifestyle, you know? And it's, it, you can relate that to 40 as well. 40 is a drug addict. It's almost yeah, like, man. you know, like Joe, he's an addict to finding love. And is he ever going to kick the habit? He's trying, but, you know, as the season two plays out, he can't kick the habit. No matter how hard he tries. Yeah, no matter how hard he tries. Like, it gets to a point where, like, you know, he starts having visions of Beck. Like, in the first, you know, couple episodes, he starts seeing her everywhere. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's always going to be drawn to it. And by the time we get to the conclusion of this season, he's still drawn to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, you know, we find out that love, you know, love is pregnant. And it's... Uh, Which I thought at first <clears throat> was a lie. I did. So. I thought I, I thought she was lying at first because yeah. the way like she said I'm pregnant and then she kind of like l- doesn't look at him directly like she kind of looks away and I'm like mm-hmm. hmm maybe she's saying that so she won't kill him so she can so she can buy some time yeah but no then it ends up coming to be that she really is pregnant now you think it's really his mm-hmm. do you think I, it's his I think it's his yeah you think it's because remember he was with um she was with that guy the uh, the Australian guy. For some sh- for some strange reason, I keep thinking I keep hearing the word sausage nipples. Because <laughs> doesn't doesn't will somebody call him that? Yeah, it was, I think Forty calls him like salami yes. nipples or something. Yeah, you're absolutely right, salami <laughs> salami <laughs> nipples. Whatever yeah. the hell his name was, but she, god 
you know, she got hot and heavy with him. And even before, I, I want to say there was one more guy before, right before Joe and Love started getting together. Well, Wasn't there, there somebody before him? The, there was her husband, James, but mm-hmm. that was like way before, you know, yeah, a yeah. little bit before Joe. I don't know if there was, like, there was no other guy that we saw prior to prior to Joe. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think uh, it hasn't? It still hasn't even been confirmed yet. But I'm pretty sure they're working on season three. Yeah, yes. Yeah, where does it, where does it go from here? You know, even Joe said he's in his 76 degree prison, and yeah. you know, sunny. What what was he in Florida? I think they're in Florida now. Yeah. You know, he's pretty much with love. They have mm-hmm. a baby. She's with the mom. Mm-hmm. Where does it go from here? So here is my theory as to where season three goes. So at the end of the last episode, Will or Joe goes out into the backyard, walks past the pool, sits down, has his book, Mm -hmm. and you get the self-narration of him saying, and that's what brought me to you. And then he goes over to the fence, looks through the crack in the fence, and we see the back of a woman sitting in a lawn chair with a stack of books as well. Mm, that's right. Yeah. People are theorizing that this is Beck. My theory is, well, Beck's dead. It can't be Beck, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, my theory is that this is actually his mother. Oh, okay. All so right. I'm wondering if this is going to be will now living next door to his mother who is not going to realize that this is, or Joe, she's not going to realize that this is her son because he's older now. Last she saw mm-hmm. him, he was a, he was a child. Right. Um, so next season, I think it's going to revolve him revolve around him trying to get close with his mother. Um, I don't know where love is going to fall in the midst of all that. You know, the, the craziness is like, I hope they stay together. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there's a small part of it. He's like, I really hope it works. Yeah, <laughs> it's like because she's perfect for him. Love was so yeah. awesome. Like it's yeah. it's it's so weird to say that, but by the end of the season, I'm rooting for love. I think she is so awesome, considering the fact that she she's a killer and like she killed two people that did nothing wrong, you know. And it's so weird to be rooting for a character like that. Yeah, and when I was sitting down watching it with my wife. And we're like, oh, the, you know, they're they're so perfect together. And my wife's like, they straight murdered people. What is wrong with you? Yeah. But I'm like, listen, so they have hobbies together. Yeah. What couple doesn't <laughs> want to have hobbies together? You know? Yeah, and she's like, exactly. yeah. And then, and then we started getting into the whole discussion. It's like, yeah, but murdering people. And like, like, okay, I get it. But, you know, you really, like, strangely enough, you really, really do root for them. Yeah. You're like, you really want, oh, they have a family now. It's going to be the perfect family for them. And then you're kindly reminded, yeah, you murdered together. Yeah. All right. You murdered how, whatever, how many people. And then he's murdered. Like, they're racking up their body count. Yeah. And it's going to be a family that does whatever they need to do to protect their family. Where do you see season three going? Like, did you have any, any thoughts? <sighs> To be honest with you, I don't, I don't, I don't know where it can go. I mean, yeah. uh, what I don't want to happen is where they kind of 
put themselves in a, in a position to sort of like, okay, where the hell do we go from here? Kind of like what happened with The Walking Dead. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you know, this person's dead. Where do we go? You know, I don't want them to rush anything. I don't mm-hmm. want them to go down this really weird, like introducing new characters and to the point where there's too many characters now. I like that they they killed off Candace in the, in in that fashion. You know, mm-hmm. Beck is dead. She's a hallucination. You know, Forty's dead because of what ha- what happened with them. Now it's literally just them two and the baby. Mm-hmm. Now and the mom and the mom. Yes, mm-hmm. who is going to be introduced unless they somehow bring back where it's like okay, somehow the murders are slowly starting to be. Trace back to him because remember, one of the things that they they kind of didn't touch upon was when he was in Peach's vacation home, he left a jar of urine in the closet. Yep. And I thought about that and I'm thinking to myself, that's somehow going to get back to him. Yeah. And it didn't at first. I am still waiting for that jar of urine to be traced back to him. And it's it's coming. And I have a feeling that's where season three is going to go, where he's gonna live he's he it's gonna start the first couple of episodes they have the perfect life with the baby and and they're they got their lives together and it almost starts to feel normal and then you you're gonna get that knock at the door oh can we speak to so and so you know uh we're we're investigating a murder and that's where like now what ends up happening like you said something is going to jeopardize their family and they're yep. going to have to murder to protect that family. Yeah. Listen, Netflix, give me a call. I, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, do, to do some stories, you know. But that's that's where I think it's going to go. It, yeah, it's, not gonna be, it's, it's not going to be somebody else is going to be introduced. Or, or they might do it to sort of set it up even if they go into a fourth season. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking that jar of urine is going to catch up to him. Yeah, and, now, and now Love is going to be put in a position like she's going to have to clean up his mess. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. The, that jar of urine is going to be coming back around again. I don't I don't see season three like by the end of, of this season. Like I was I was hating Joe because I was like, oh, God, he's going to go after another chick. Um, but then when I started thinking about it and where my theory is, I, I'm sticking I'm sticking to my guns with the theory that that's his mother. Uh, so I I do think that him and love are going to stay together. Uh, throughout season three, like I think they are a couple and that that's it. At least that's you know fingers crossed that's how it's going to be, mm-hmm. um, and then I I I'm, I agree with you 100. percent I think that jar of urine is going to come back around, and they are going to have to protect the family now. It's you know instead of him protecting you know his woman or her protecting her man, it's going to be them protecting each other and their baby. Do you think once the third season the third season starts, mm-hmm. you think the baby's already going to be here, or she's still going to be pregnant? Oh, that's a you think it's gonna you, you think it's gonna be that big of a time jump where the baby's actually here instead of you know picking that, up literally where it left off. That's a good question. I think they're gonna have it where the baby's born already. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too because now they like the babies here. Like we need to protect our family. Yeah, and I, I'm telling you, man, I I really feel like that jar of piss is going to be the catalyst. Yeah. For season three, and it's going to lead to a lot of hilarious arguments between Love and Joe over yeah. a, a jar of piss. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope we get a lot of like good dialogue between and the two of them next season. 
there there's a small part of me that feels that somehow the mother is going to be the worst one out of all of them. Yeah. I think the, uh, love's mother. I think that's going to be the character where we're like, all right, we got to get rid of this, this woman, like somebody do something Mm. to get rid of this woman. That's, that's a, that's a good, that's a good observation. Like she's so bad. She's Mm -hmm. so toxic. We have to get rid of her. Yeah. Because remember, um, love's mother was the source of her, well, not stress, but like anxiety and all that sort of stuff because, yeah. you know, she's, she's like kind of fake and, you know, she has too much to hide. See, everybody has something mm-hmm. to hide, but I feel mm-hmm. like she is going to be like, whoa, she's going to, she's, she's going to be really bad. Yeah. She, she's like that kind of mother that's good, that like, it's going to make you feel bad about yourself. Um, oh man. Mommy dearest. Yeah. Not, not so much mommy dearest. It's, uh. I'm I'm not gonna be able to think of the word, but you know what you're gonna think of it when once, when, when the when the podcast is over. Yeah, when, you're once, and you're gonna what, text me. It was this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's exactly what it's gonna be. Because where, where's where's her? Well, her father and all of this. Is he still back on that ranch? Yeah, right. Because it's strange that she, the mother is there with them, but you didn't see the father. Yeah, it's just the mother. Hmm. That's that's why would well, that be? Here, here's here, here. Throw this back to you, man. Um, going you know going backwards a little bit. So we know that love killed uh, Sophia, mm-hmm. which was the one that molested Forty. Um, she yes. killed. She kills Candace. She kills Delilah. Do you think she killed her husband, James? Mm-mm-mm. That's a very good question. Now we only got the bits and pieces that maybe it's one of those things where they they want us to believe mm. that that's how it happened because that's the way she sees it. But then who knows? Maybe in season three she has a flashback and she probably killed him, but accidentally. Mm. I I, w- I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be surprised if yeah if if, if she somehow I, I've got a feeling that she did because I mean she cooks a lot. You see like. They they cook with a lot of natural foods, mm-hmm. right, like yeah. you know. So you can easily make a poison out of a lot of those natural foods that she works with, like I mean, peaches and stuff like that. You can you can take the seeds yeah. from those types of fruits and make a poison, and right, it yeah. it can go undetected. Um, so you know when he does start to get sick, and you start to notice that after he doesn't want to have a baby with her because they can't afford it, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, so she probably snapped at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. See, you see, it's all these little things that you miss at first, but yeah. then when you go back and think about it, you're like, oh, okay. There's there's a lot of ammunition there for them to carry over into season three. Mm-hmm. Because why not? She when she made that cinnabon for Joe, and she oh, used when salt. she switched, yeah, she used salt instead of sugar. Yeah. Who's to who's to say? Who's to say she didn't poison James? And I mean, the family, her father, mother and father, they've, they covered up Sophia. They, they've covered up, you know, 40 and his habits. They cover up a ton of stuff. Who's to yeah, say they didn't true. cover up the death of James? Yeah. I mean, he, they did uh, allude a lot of the times in the series. It's like, oh, they have very powerful friends. Yeah. You know, they managed to get Ellie off on those charges against, uh, against Henderson. Yeah. So, yeah, they probably spent a lot of money and a lot of time just covering stuff up left and right. 
oh my god, I can't wait for that third season. I know, I, I man. I, I guarantee you that that jar of piss is gonna come back to bite him. And when it does, <laughs> I'm gonna be cracking up, and you're the first person I'm gonna send a, a message to. Yeah, yeah. The second that happens, <laughs> you know. Oh, there was well, right before you know we started talking about you. I think Netflix released. I don't know if you've seen it. Netflix released like a short a short video, like certain clips of of uh, I think it was the first season of you. Mm-hmm. but without Joe's narration. What? It is by far the creepiest and most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Because, you know, sometimes um, they will be interacting and then Joe kind of goes off on his narration ten, uh, tantrums a little bit. Yeah. So they'll show that scene, but they'll cut out his narration. So he's kind of like staring off into space. Yeah. Oh my god! I I watched it like three or four times. It is so hilarious. If you have the chance, seriously check it out. That's you on. Will see. Yeah, That's it's on I, Netflix. No, it's on YouTube. Go to on YouTube, YouTube and just okay. and just type in you know, uh, you or Joe. Uh, was it Gold? What is it? Goldberg. Goldberg. That's his last yeah. name. Joe Goldberg without narration, or you without narration. All right, I'm gonna check that out. Freaking dead! I, I was I was freaking literally laughing out loud. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is freaking brilliant because you you don't think like what would like what do the other characters see when he's going off in his narration? Yeah, and like just seeing him like stare off into space and kind of like just stare stare at you or stare at the camera, it's like borderline uncomfortable and creepy. Yeah, I'm I'm like, this is brilliant. Whoever decided to do that was a freaking genius. Oh man, I'm definitely gonna check that out. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah, oh, I literally man. just watched it right before we got on. Oh. Uh. I'm gonna look that up. The second we get off of here, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna watch it probably. Uh, oh man! So I, there's a a million things that we probably. I mean, I could talk about this show for hours. Honestly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, anything else specifically that you want to touch on before we start to wrap it up? I mean, no. I mean, I pretty much gotten into everything that I've uh, I've been wanting to talk about because unfortunately, not everybody has seen it, and it's always worse when you're really dying to talk to somebody about it, but they still haven't seen it. Yeah. So I'm glad that we got a chance to talk about it, and now I'm good until the uh, season three got a uh, is getting announced. Yeah, tr- trust me. I I was when you posted on Facebook, I was like, oh, thank God. That's why I, <laughs> I hit you up right away. <laughs> well, thank God somebody else seen. It. I can finally talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, let's uh let's wrap the show up here. And uh, first things first, though. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh uh, yeah. Um, I actually run a gaming channel. Um called Level-Based Gaming with a friend of mine. You could uh, definitely check us out at www.levelbasedgaming.com. You could find us on YouTube, um, Twitch, uh, not Twitch, uh, Twitter, and uh, we actually do some TikToks as well because, you know, TikTok seems to, be the, seems to be the big thing now. So uh, you can go ahead and check us out at uh, Level-Based Gaming. And um, once again, I just want to thank you so much for, you know, having me on the show and being able to finally talk to somebody about this damn show. You don't understand how... <laughs> freaking frustrating it is wanting like you with the mandalorian we could probably talk about the mandalorian and how freaking awesome that was yeah. but just being able to talk to somebody about it and just getting it off your chest you know i really do appreciate it and i wanted to thank you for that hey thank you for coming on man uh it's been a it's been a lot of fun having you on here man and uh if there's ever ever show man hit me up I, i'd love to have you back on again oh don't worry i'm gonna have you on my show too so i, I look forward to that awesome awesome uh everybody go check out uh felipe's channel and as always thank you for tuning into gizmo's corner the episodics
make sure you tune in next time because we are going to be doing that review on the new mutants. <laughs> oh boy. Can't wait. Later. Later.